The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Reverend Galen McDowell, and I am the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, which was founded by the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman in 1956. Our current pastor is the Reverend Derek B. Wells, and on behalf of him and all who work in and volunteer here, we welcome you to join us if you're in the area. And if you would like to watch online, you can also watch us at www.cutemple.org, cutemple.org, every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. Today's show is about Genesis, the creative process. This is part four of the series. It's an eight-week series where I'm explaining metaphysically the meaning of the first chapter of Genesis, the creative, the creation story and the unity brand Fillmoreian or the, as interpreted by Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, the co-founders of unity, they looked at the first chapter of Genesis as being the story of the creative process or how do you bring an idea into manifestation? Now, this is important because as we go through this process, what we learn how to do is how how to bring forth or create or manifest in our own lives. In other words, how do you make a demonstration? So today we will be talking about the third day, which is imagination. Now, to back up, listen to the first show. If you haven't, I would suggest you do. I covered basically what the Bible represents metaphysically, covered all of that material, so I'm not going to go over that again. During the second day, I covered light or illumination, the let there be light. Also on the first day, I also covered uh, the first sentence of Genesis, in the beginning God, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, the spirit of God moving over the face of the, of the deep or the waters and explain all of those things in great detail. So I want to make sure that you're totally present to the material and if you've forgotten anything go back and listen to the mp3 files because i think it'll be beneficial now the second show again was on light and we covered a lot about how the scripture uses light as a symbolism of illumination 
So we covered a lot of scriptures explaining how anytime we are working with anything, the first thing we need is light. The first thing we need is illumination. We need the light bulb moment as they have in the cartoons and in the, in the comic books. We need that the light to, to, come, to go off in consciousness so we can see. Again, I covered all of that in great detail. The, last week we talked about faith. And the faith is the second day. That's the firmament in the midst of the waters or the dome in the midst of the waters to separate the waters from above from the waters below. And again, you can listen to that. And today now we get to imagination. And this scripture is key because as we're building with illumination, in other words, we have some light and now we have faith. In other words, we have a strong foundation mentally to build on. Faith allows you to build. Faith allows you to to have a firm state of mind that allows you to go forward. Now, according to the Genesis story, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 9, starting with verse 9, this is from the New Revised Standard Version. It reads, and God said, let the waters under the sky be gathered together in one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth and the waters that were gathered together, he called seas and God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the earth put forth vegetation, plants yielding seed and fruit trees of every kind on earth that bear fruit with the seed in it. And it was so the earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed of every kind and trees of every kind bearing fruit with the seed in it. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the third day. Now, before I go into explaining this in in great detail, I want to read this quote. Now, I'm reading out of the Central Charles Fillmore, page 231. But the actual quote quote, is from Mysteries of Genesis, the chapter titled Spiritual Man. Now, Mr. Fillmore says, The third step in creation is the beginning of the formative activity of the mind called imagination. This gathers the waters together unto one place so that the dry land appears. Then the imagination begins a great multiplication of forms and shapes in the mind. The first day's creation reveals the light or inspiration of spirit. The second day establishes faith in our possibilities to bring forth the invisible. The third day's creation or third movement of divine mind pictures the activity of ideas in mind. This is called expression. The formative power of mind is the imagination whose work is here represented by the dry land. There's much unformed thought in mind, the heavens that must be separated from the formed. In this proclamation, earth is the mental image of form thought and does not refer to the manifest world. God is divine mind and deals directly with ideas. Now, I'm I'm going to skip a paragraph because I want to really zero in on this next line. He says, ideas are productive and bring forth after their own kind. They express themselves under the under the law of divine imagery. The seed is within the thought and is reproduced through thought activity until thought habits are formed. Thoughts become fixed in the earth or form consciousness. Now, what does all of this mean? 
when we start talking about imagination, let dry land appear, that's basically saying that when you're in a thinking process, um, some scientists say that we think hundreds, if not thousands of thoughts every minute because many times we think in images that will require many words, sometimes hundreds of words to explain. So while you have all of these different images going on in your mind, when you really want to bring forth a demonstration, the first thing you have to have is you have to let dry land appear in the midst of all of that possibility. If the seeds represent infinite possibilities or untapped potential, what you want to have is the opportunity to really form your thinking process, focus your thinking process, put some attention and intention to what you're doing. So... You have light. That's let that be light the first day. And then, which is illumination. And then you have faith. Let that be firmament in the midst of the waters. That, in other words, you can build on the possibility of the idea once the idea has been revealed in consciousness. But now you have to literally form thought. You have to have imagery around the idea to bring it into manifestation. Emmy Fox talks about in the mental equivalent that. To bring anything into manifestation, and this is a paraphrase, that you have to have first mental clarity and uh, the feeling of conviction. But why mental clarity first? Because if you can't see it, you can't demonstrate it. Because it can be right in front of your face, or you get it and you can't keep it. Somebody can give it to you. Because your imagery is how you see the world. So you, if you want to demonstrate, for instance, a particular goal, whether that be prosperity, say it's a home, car, healing in your body, etc., you have to have literally imagery that forms around that one idea. So the idea of, of a new goal, you have to let that be like that it is possible. You have firm faith in the possibility of the idea. Let there be firmament or let there be a dome. Then you have to step into the dry land. You have to start forming thoughts and beliefs. And I would also go on to say feelings around that original idea. So if you could keep in mind that we think in images. In other words, nobody thinks the word vacation and the actual letters go across the screen of their mind. What actually comes across the screen of your mind, my mind, and everybody else's mind, if they're thinking vacation, is something, uh, some type of image that's important to them, something they want, something they desire. So it's really important for you to get this one point. You think in images. But everything that's in your consciousness, you have an image and a corresponding feeling. Now, the image will determine the feeling. In other words, how you see a thing will set up the feeling. This is why it's important for you to see it rightly. Not try, always trying to set it right, but see it right. This is why it's important for the image to be firm. I'm going to read from How to Use Your 12 Gifts from God by William Warch. And this is really good because he really covers a lot of stuff. He says, imagination is the eye of the consciousness. 
Imagination gives shape, form, and color to unformed mental energy. Now, I want to stop there for a moment. That imagination gives shape, form, and color to unformed mental energy. Last week, I talked about faith being the perceiving power of the mind linked with the power to shape substance. Now, what is the power to shape substance? That's imagination. Because it's calling forth dry land up here. In other words, substance is the unlimited, unformed mind essence or potential or possibility of God. What shapes it? Imagination is the power of formative thought. Imagination is how your thinking shapes the invisible so it can be manifested in the visible. Now, unformed mental energy is just the substance of God. He says in the book, it is your ability to perceive the limitless possibilities of your good. It is that point of your consciousness where you can see and picture your desire. Even though that which you desire is still invisible, you can see it with your mind's eye. When you combine the use of faith with imagination, you see and know. It is only a matter of time from that point until your desire becomes an object in existence. He goes on to say, imagination also gives shape, form, and color to unformed mental energy. As you perceive that which you need, you actually give it form. You have the ability to shape, form, and then rearrange divine energy until it is the perfect answer to your need. Hmm. So think about this. When you think on a thing, you're imaging. Get that. When you think on a thing, you're imaging. And when you're imaging, you're actually giving form to mental energy, vibration, or impulse. When you are thinking on a thing, you're also creating its own vibration. In other words, the character of the thought or the imagery will be in tune with the imagery and thoughts of anybody else that has similar or like imagery. So what does that mean? Your images literally attract you to your good or push you away from it based upon the level of consciousness that is producing the image. This is why it's so important to do the prayer work, the meditation work, the speaking the word work, the studying, because it produces a different imagery. This is why it's necessary to be exposed to different things. You know, God bless my mom is on the other side of life where she would take my sister and I as uh, when we were kids and she would drive us to the wealthiest suburbs and we would just drive around for hours and look at the houses because she wanted her children to see a different image and what was possible for everybody including us so it's really important that you expose yourself to different things because you want the image of the prosperous living, the healthy living. This is why many times when people do things with treasure mapping or image books or different, they use different terminologies for them where you, you know, take different pictures from, you know, uh, of nice homes or healthy body or, or, you know, lavish prosperity to, Impress the subconscious mind with new images 
Again, you can have the idea, prosperity is my birthright, for instance. Say you are working with this concept of prosperity. Prosperity is my birthright. That's a let that be light moment. Then you have to have faith that it is possible for you. That's the let there be firmament or let there be a dome in the midst of the waters. Then you're dealing with the imagination or let dry land appear. Now you have to form imagery around that idea and that possibility. Can you see literally what is possible for you? That's imagination. The, uh, in the book, he goes on to say, imagination is the projector of your potentials. So when you are seeing something in the imagination, that image literally, literally, literally is being impressed upon your subconscious mind, which goes out to produce in your life. In the Bible, they call the subconscious mind the heart. And uh, in Proverbs, I believe it's Proverbs 4.22 or, or 23, it says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it comes the issues of life. Keep your subconscious mind with all diligence, for out of it, out of the images you impress upon it, comes the issues of life. Now, obviously, I want to hear from you. And I would like to... I would like you to call me at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489, because if you have any questions about this step, I definitely want to hear from you or any of the steps that we've covered so far. I want to remind you that there is a Unity Cruise in November, I believe it's November 10th through the 17th, but you can double check that. On the, on the website, there's a link to the cruise and I will be teaching a session called New Thought Jesus and You and I would like you to come out and check it out I'll be talking about alternative uh, metaphysical Christian doctrines uh, or metaphysical alternatives to traditional Christian doctrines like the second coming, like resurrection, like um, <clears throat> baptism, communion etc. What does this stuff mean uh, symbolically uh, to, as it re relates to your consciousness. So I want to make sure that you definitely have give yourself the opportunity to enjoy the a Caribbean cruise and a whole lot of truth. Call the number 800-828-4813 or, or click on the site and let them know Reverend McDowell sent you. Definitely let them know Reverend McDowell sent you. But we will be right back with Truth Transforms and when we come back we'll cover more steps on how to bring forth your demonstration with the faculty of imagination. We'll be right back. Unity Online Radio is affiliated with Unity, a nonprofit organization specializing in prayer, publishing, and spiritual education. If you enjoy our programming and would like to support this ministry, go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now to make a contribution. You can make a one-time or recurring monthly donation. Thank you. He's the most talked about figure in history. How do you see Jesus? As a savior, a way shower, 
a mythical hero. In his cutting-edge new book, Jesus 2.1, an upgrade for the 21st century, Reverend Dr. Thomas Shepard explores the many human concepts of Jesus. The man of Nazareth has been an imaginary spiritual playmate for millions. Best friend, confidant, silent lover, surrogate father, brother, husband, trusted king when earthly governments fail, all-purpose superhero who will save the day before the final credits roll. Jesus is like a program that has been adapted through the ages while the basic code remains undisturbed despite all subsequent modifications. Now it is our time to rewrite and reinstall the Jesus program with updates for today, just as every previous generation has done and every subsequent generation will do. The Romans killed Jesus for being a revolutionary. Every succeeding generation kills him anew by losing sight of the ongoing revolution in human consciousness that he represents. Explore the new book, Jesus 2.1, at www.shopunity.org. From on the air to on the sea, pack your bags and come with me. Hey, hey, what you waiting for? An early winter. With all the things you love to do Hey, hey, treat yourself to more A little more summer, a little more sun A little less work and a lot more fun A little more beach, a little more sand A little less stress and a lot more tan Join your favorite Unity Online Radio hosts for Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. On this fun-filled Caribbean adventure, enjoy sunshine, exceptional dining, and island excursions. Feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation, plus one-on-one time with some of your favorite hosts. That's Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. To learn more, go to unity.fm slash cruise. A little more sunset, a little more sea, a little less do and a lot more be. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. And we're talking about Genesis, the creative process. This is the fourth show, and we are covering the third day of creation in Genesis chapter 1. Now, I want to go over something really quickly, which is found in verse 11 of chapter 1. It says, Then God said, Let the earth put forth vegetation, plants yielding seed and fruit trees of every kind on earth that bear fruit with the seed in it. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed of every kind and trees of every kind bringing forth fruit with the seed in it. Now, what is this saying? Symbolically, this lets us know that images, thoughts, Beliefs, feelings, whatever is going on in your consciousness will continually reproduce itself. In other words, thoughts held in mind produce after their own kind. So the thoughts that we have, the imagery that we have, will produce in our life, world, and affairs. And the imagery 
will produce experiences that are like character. Or, in other words, what you think, what you see, what you believe, what you feel is what you get. That's key. What you think, what you see, what you believe, what you feel is what you get for you. Why? Because when the imagery, the dry land is coming together, if it's not coming together around the possibility of the idea, then the dry land is already formed based upon the conditioning of the world. So if we've been conditioned, and all of us have, that means that those thoughts, those beliefs that are now in the subconscious mind are reproducing themselves consistently. And until change, in other words, substituted for something else, removed, eradicated, released, let go, or whatever term you like to use, we will continually have the same type of life over and over again. We can change jobs. We can change cities. We can change significant others. Uh, we can change medicines or whatever. And we'll reproduce the same thing over and over again because the imagery of the mind hasn't changed. So the seed to produce the experience is in the image that you have. So you can either look from your possibility, which is the second day, and the possibility is based upon the idea of the first day, illumination. Or you can have imagery or dry land around your past or what the world say, says is possible. This is why faith has to come before the dry land because you have to really get a firm grip on what's possible. And faith doesn't work with precedent. Faith sees the unlimited potential of God and knows that it is possible. Why? Because with God, all things are possible. And what ends up happening many times is we allow our imagery to go to what we don't think is possible. We'll come up with every reason and every excuse on why we can't accomplish a thing, why something can't be done. And the only thing we need is one let that be light moment which says, I can do it. And then the let that be firmament or faith or dome, in other words, the faith step that says, not only can I do it, I know that it's possible that I can do it and I can see it. Then the third day shows up and we say, <clears throat> and we say, I am building imagery around this possibility. I'm seeing it clearly in my mind. I'm feeling it. I realize that the seed for the manifestation of this image is actually in the image. Now, why is this key? This is key because when we recognize that we build our lives thought by thought, belief by belief, word by word, feeling by feeling, we then can focus on actually what we are seeing in our own minds. And remember, every word you speak as an image behind it. You just don't speak random words. Every word you speak, which has power, has also the image 
behind it. Now, I want to read something else. And this is out of the revealing word and on uh, page 103 under the definition image. It reads, everything that is manifested was first a mental picture and was brought into expression by the forming power of the imagination. Man accumulates a mass of ideas about substance and life. And with imagination, he molds them into shape. Each one of us must not only see the image of our desires as a theory, but we must also form it into a living, breathing thing through every motive and act. Now, what is that saying? He's saying that we give life to the desire by the use of our imagination. Again, it's giving form, shape, color. In other words, how clearly can you see that which you desire? You might have the let that be light moment. You have the desire. You know that it's, that it's here, the, the, the abstract idea. Now, you have faith in the possibility of the idea, but can you see it? Can you see your good? Can you see your possibility? Are you thinking from that possibility? Are you feeling from that possibility? Are you speaking from that possibility? Are you acting from that possibility? Are you reacting from that possibility? Because those things really say if you really are seeing it clearly. Because when you clearly see the dream, when you clearly see the possibility, when you clearly see the, the desire, it pulls you. It's magnetic. Because you've put so much mental energy into the image that the image becomes magnetic and it pulls you to itself. Scripture says, I go to prepare a place for you. Now, in consciousness, that's not just talking about um, Jesus. It's representing what Jesus stands for metaphysically, that spiritual consciousness that goes before you to prepare the place for you. But you have to see the image of it. Your consciousness will literally go before you to prepare your good. Before you even recognize it in that particular form, you have the image. But you don't necessarily dictate how the image is brought forth. Your consciousness can go forth. The spirit of God, divine law, can go forward and into your life and or project into your life and then call you to itself. Charles Fillmore goes on to say on page 104 under imagination, it says the faculty of mind that images and forms, the power to shape and form thought. That's key. The power to shape and form thought. Why? Because we think in images. All right. He goes on to say, through this faculty, the formless takes form. With our imagination, we lay hold of ideas and clothe them with substance. In other words, the let there be light is the idea stage. That's the divine impulse from spirit. The second day with faith, you're working with the possibility, seeing the possibility of bringing forth this idea in the manifestation. But the third day, the dry land is actually clothing it with image, clothing it with substance, clothing it with life. 
He goes on to say, the body is the product of mind. What man pictures or images in his mind will eventually appear in his body. There, that's why uh, medical science talks so much about having the proper attitude when you're dealing with physical challenges. That's where it talks about making sure that uh, you don't allow stress and anxiety to frustrate you because stress and anxiety bring images in mind that impress upon the cells of the body. All right. Now, there's one thing that I haven't mentioned that imagination also does because I've been talking mainly about imagination as a projector. Imagination is also the faculty of mind that God, the spirit within, Christ's idea within you, divine mind, universal intelligence, cosmic consciousness, all of these big terms. But imagination is the faculty of mind that God uses to show you your new good or your possibilities. When you're you're doing prayer work, many times the answer will come in a vision or dream. Where you can clearly see like it's alive, physically alive. That's what I mean. It's already mentally and spiritually alive, but I mean physically alive or physically manifested. You can clearly see what God has prepared or what God is seeking to express through you. It can be clear as day. In the Bible, many of the leaders were guided by visions, and dreams. Don't discount those moments. The image can be several times clearer than even hearing the still small voice. I'm not saying that one is better than the other. Let's be clear. Sometimes you'll just get an intuitive thought and you'll run with it. Do this, do that. But many times you will see the whole picture. Now, because spirit is projecting on the screen of your mind the actual image. And it can come through visions. It can come through dreams. And I actually mean like dreams while you're asleep. It can come through sometimes you're just, you know, driving your car. And while you're driving, you actually your eyes are actually still seeing the road, but the image pops up in your mind, and you're seeing the, everything laid out. While you're technically in a three-dimensional world, with your hands on the steering wheel, looking at the road, and subconsciously you're doing that, and at the same time, God is feeding you all of these images on what needs to happen or what could happen. This is one of the ways what the world called church world calls prophecy happens. Prophecy is an aspect of the imagination because God projects the possibility of what could happen if you keep doing the same thing on your faculty of imagination. God also can put what is possible when you decide or choose to do something different and work in alignment with God's will. So. The faculty of imagination is one of the most powerful faculties because God literally can use it to show you either your preferred future or the future you don't want to run into if you keep doing what you're doing. Now, 
What am I saying? I'm saying that literally this is a faculty you have to get a handle on. Don't allow your mind to run away with itself, thinking anything, imaging anything, believing anything, because literally those images will play back because, again, the seed to reproduce itself is in the image. So when you have one image of despair, that image of despair will produce more images of despair, and it will produce feelings that will correspond with despair, which will then produce experiences that will create despair, which will create more images of despair, which will create more feelings of despair, which will create more experiences of despair, and on and on and on and on. Now, let's flip that. If we have the images of prosperity, that will produce or have the seed in it to produce feelings of prosperity, which will produce experiences of prosperity, which will produce more images of prosperity, which will produce more experiences of prosperity. And so on and so on and so on and so on. So you want to make sure you get a handle of this faculty of imagination because literally your imagination is impressing upon your very life world and affairs. The cells of your body are impressed by your imagination. How you see or image the world will determine how you interact with others. Because how you see yourself determines how you interact with other people. How do you see yourself in your imagination? How do you see others in your imagination? How do you see God in your imagination? Is God on your side? Is God the indwelling acti activity that empowers you to live a fulfilled life? Or is that God the bookkeeper for you? Or the smackdown God, as I like to call it. Now, when you have your uh, 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 good imagery about God, and the imagery doesn't mean graven image in your mind. What I mean by that is the image that God is on your side, that God supports you, that God loves you, that God is with you, that God sustains you, that God maintains you. When you have that type of idea first day, the imagery around that idea will produce itself. That's how you work it. And as the founder of Christ Universal Temple, the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman would always say, it works if you work it. You got to have the imagery. You got to have the imagery. Now, let's play this out in mind. When you have the image, you actually have the thing spiritually and mentally. And the stages after that will help bring it into manifestation. Now, uh, we're close to a break. So I would like to hear from you. If you have the opportunity, give me a call. I gave the number earlier, but I will give it again. The number is 888-558-6489. A reminder again about the Unity Cruise on November 10th through the 17th. Click on the site. Let them know that Reverend Galen McDowell sent you. And you can also call 800-828-4813 to get more information about the cruise as well. Let them know Reverend McDowell sent you. Again, I want to also invite you to always Come and join me and our senior minister, Reverend Derek B. Wells, at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, if you're in the area. Um, also, we have Wednesday evening services, Bible 365, which is at 7 o'clock Central Standard Time. Uh, that service isn't streamed, but we would love to have you if you're in the area. Stop by and check us out. 
Um, I also want to remind you that this station is supported by your donations. And because it's supported by your donations, as you have freely received, please freely give. We want to make sure that this message is available to everybody. And I'll be back shortly with Truth Transforms. Have you ever experienced the silence? If you're someone who balks at the idea of spending extended time in silence, and the very thought of it makes you say, I could never do that, then we have the perfect retreat to make a convert of you. Join Reverend Paulette Pipe for the Touching the Stillness Retreat, October 4th through the 7th, 2012 at Unity Village. Being in the silence is easier than you think and more rewarding than you can imagine. Beginners and advanced meditators alike will be enriched as together we co-create a safe, sacred environment that incorporates just the right amount of soul-nourishing prayer and meditation practices to usher us deeper and deeper into the silence. Not only will you likely achieve a transformative experience of the divine, but once you've touched the stillness, you may wish for even more time to hush and listen. Reverend Paulette Pipe, host of the Touching the Stillness program on Unity Online Radio, invites you to explore the silence with her during the Touching the Stillness retreat, October 4th through the 7th, 2012. Make your reservation for this retreat now. Go to touchingthestillness.org and click on Calendar. That's touchingthestillness.org. There is hope that is growing. Do you feel undervalued, disconnected, or simply overwhelmed at work or in your business? Are you trying to attract what you need but are desperately worried about cash flow? What if the problems you're experiencing aren't problems at all, but warning signals, clues to redirect? What if those clues are being obscured by your blind spots, the things you can't see that are keeping you from accomplishing your goals? Find out how you can move step-by-step beyond your blind spots each week here with Karin Pettigrew, Wednesday mornings at 9 Central Time on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. We have a caller on the line, Reverend Bobby. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, Reverend McDowell. How are you today? I am excellent, excellent. Uh, uh, please uh, share your question with our audience. Yes, as you were talking about the the process of imagination and how uh, important it is in the creative process and how the images that we form in our minds are those that begin to play out in our lives, um, 
even though we know that all is God and God is all things and everything is God, sometimes with the things that we think we see with what with our eyes, we get a little bit confused. How, how can we? What are some of the things we could do to to really lock in in this imaginative state so we can see and create the things that we desire? And I got to hang up after the question, but I will be listening. Thank you. All right. Well, some of the things that we can do to help work with our imagery. Well, a couple of things. Prayer and meditation always work. Um, I would strongly suggest, you know, working with the uh, affirmative prayer. I did a show on that. You can go through the archives, you know, doing the actual mental treatment work with the affirmations, because the words that you're speaking, again, every word has an image behind it. So when you start affirming particularly words like, you know, I am the divine health of God. I am, you know, I am the prosperity and abundance of God in action. What you're actually doing is not only affirming a word it's giving power to it. You're also carrying the image that the word uh, is associated with. So one of the ways that you can control the image in your mind is being very definite about the words you speak. That's one level. Um, I would strongly suggest studying. Um, studying the principles of truth because it shifts the imagery. And now, you know, when you start getting into some nuts and bolts stuff, a lot of people have done things in the past like treasure maps, image books, etc. Um, you know, to expose themselves to different imageries consistently. I think the bottom line, though, when you start talking about doing prayer work, meditations, or denials and affirmations, I did a whole show on that previously as well, is really becoming serious that you want a transformed consciousness. And how you do that is you have to put the work in. And how you put the work in is uh, my suggestion, this is just me, working with imagery, I would do a couple of things right off the bat. One, I would get whatever the subject that I'm trying to have a breakthrough in, I would get materials to, to study that. That's one. Two, I would get... CDs that I can download, listen to on the iPod, listen to the radio, listen to uh, uh, in the car or whatever that I'm that would consistently reinforce what I'm reading. I would pray or create affirmations or find a book that has affirmations that are consistent with the subject that I'm working with. Um, and even to take it a different level, get a meditation CD like, like Shakti Gawain's creative um Creative visualization meditations or a Wayne Dyer's um, uh, meditations for manifesting or I'm just throwing out terms, you know, names of different things, stuff from Kelly Howe to really just reinforce one thing. Many times we just try to be the jack of all trades with consciousness. But if you need a healing, the only thing you need to be reading, listening to, praying about studying is that healing. If it's a financial breakthrough, prosperity, then that needs to be the focal point. Why? And I, and, and I get that, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. And that's true. But when you are seeking spiritual things or the spiritual understanding of that thing, you're actually seeking and it becomes a doorway into a greater understanding of God. Because while you're doing that studying, while you're doing that prayer work, while you're listening to the CDs or listening to it on your iPod or iPad or iPhone, you're actually reinforcing the, this understanding that you have to turn back to God consistently, turn back to God. And when you 
touch the hem of the garment within your own soul, God will then feed you the imagery of what is possible for you. So, so when it's all said and done, you got to get back to the God process. One way or another. One way or another. All right. Now, I want to read this uh, quote from Eric Butterworth in the book, The Creative Life. This is from page 50. He says, so on the third day when the account reads, let the waters of the heavens be gathered together in one place. Let the dry land appear. What you need to understand is that the dry land is the mental image of formed thoughts, the ability to see what can be as opposed to what is. And the power to see what might be is one of the chief traits of creative imaging. He goes on to say, the third step in the creative process, then, the creation of dry land from the surrounding waters, deals with the imaging from the inside out, which can be called I imaging process. It's not about imaging superficial things and experiences that we perceive with our senses. Instead, it is I imaging, releasing all that we are from within ourselves. This kind of imaging is creative. It is seeing the dry land while the waters are still gathered together. When this happens, suddenly you may claim, I see. But what do you see? You are not visually seeing something tangible. You're not seeing an image. You're seeing from an image. It is something new, something creative, something yours, something that is you. And this speaks to the highest level. The highest level of working with imagination is not you feeding the image faculty from something that is already made. The highest level of imagination is seeing something that has never been made before. The idea, the, the new business, the new organization, the new slim, fit, healthy body, the abundance that allows you to do the things that you desire to do, the things that give you passion. See, that's one of the things about artists that I love. Artists actually are creating something that has been impressed upon their souls. From the standpoint that they're seeing from it, the, the artist is trying to put through writing, through imagery, through the computer or whatever, an image that has been placed on their soul. It has never existed before. And they're bringing it literally in existence from the image. So I'm suggesting that you do the inner prayer work that allows the creative genius to come forth. So you can bring forth the images that God has placed on your imagination. Because, again, we're talking about all of these faculties working at, at, at several levels. Uh, imagination, like all the other faculties, function versus the idea and divine mind. They also function as a faculty within the soul or mental faculty. And then they also work from actually a, a physical location in the body. Now, one of the things that that I want to end this show with is the concept of imagination working through the physical body. Now, in the concept called the 12 powers of man, 
uh, by Charles Fillmore. He talks about the imagination faculty being located between the eyes. Uh, and we say something like, I see in my mind's eye. And seeing something in your mind's eye will allow you to actually literally, literally bring it forth in the manifestation. In the Eastern mystics, the Eastern mystics talked about the seeing with the picture in the eye or between the eyes. Literally, you start thinking about stuff, you literally see it around your eyes mentally. And it's a reason for that. Catherine Ponder speaks about this in her book, The Healing Secret of the Ages. She talks about the front brain is the field of operation for three close, closely connected mind powers discussed in its following chapters, imagination, understanding, and will. And she goes on to say that between the eyes is a ganglion nerve system which deliberately quickened will set in operation for imaging mind power. This is a point of expression for tissues that extend back into the brain and connect with the imaging or picture making function at the root of the optic nerve. He goes on to say, through this mind power, you can project an image of, of things that are without or ideas that are within. She goes on to say that, excuse me, the mind power of imagination is located between the eyes and the front of the brain and extended into the more interior region of the brain. This indicates that it's located in the region of the conscious mind. This means that through the conscious use of your imagination, you can produce wonderful changes in your body and in every area of your life. The character of both your soul and body is affected by your imagination. The average person is yet to discover how powerful his imagination is. He goes on to say, she goes on to say on page 140, indeed, to picture the good is one of the most scientific yet practical ways uh, of bringing it past. To picture healing is one of the quickest, easiest, and most pleasant ways of producing it metaphysically. I have run out of time, so I want to make sure that I say goodbye. Again, all for you to check out the cruise. Click on the site. Make sure that you get an opportunity to scroll by and see what the other teachers will be teaching on the cruise. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be powerful in November. You have the opportunity to make sure that you can put a deposit down Save your space so you can pay on it going forward. I'm sure some of those dynamics are actually on the site. You can read it yourself. Next week, we're going to be talking about the faculties of will and, and understanding. Will and understanding from the fourth day of creation. So make sure you're, you tune in to check us out. God bless you, and thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Rev. Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. human life 
based on the principles of an evolutionary spirituality, look like? Reverend Kelly Isola wants to talk with people of every faith or no faith at all to passionately participate in the next great epic in the emergence of consciousness and culture. If the choice is ours to consciously evolve, then what can life look like at this pivotal time in human history? Join us each Wednesday at 11 a.m. Central Time for Spiraling Consciousness with host Reverend Kelly Isola right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Take a moment now to reflect on these words from Reverend Joan Gattuso. According to an ancient Hindu teaching, if you can only speak the truth and tell no lies, either minuscule or outrageous, for 12 consecutive years, you can attain enlightenment. A noble being will always tell the truth. Do you? Begin now with the first step of simply noticing if you do tell the truth immediately or if your first instinct is to alter the facts a bit. Resolve to be honest with yourself and others starting today. And after 4,383 days, you just may become enlightened. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Feel undervalued, disconnected, or simply overwhelmed at work or in your business? Are you trying to attract what you need but are desperately worried about cash flow? What if the problems you're experiencing aren't problems at all, but warning signals, clues to redirect? What if those clues are being obscured by your blind spots, the things you can't see that are keeping you from accomplishing your goals? Find out how you can move step-by-step beyond your blind spots each week here with Karen Pettigrew, Wednesday mornings at 9 Central Time on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts. 